It's the second cup of Joe and John with Joe Elvis and John Dwyer. Joe! John! Are you going to, with the new stadium, with the Titan Stadium, oh, are you going to continue sure. your tickets? You were one of the inaugural, sure 1999. Something. I am. I am a founding four, member. Right? Uh, there was nothing there. Al Del Greco hadn't even kicked the ball into an empty hole, which I think they did to open that Adelphia. I emceed the groundbreaking, and, and they did this. Story? Yeah, they flew Al Del Greco in, which uh, was maybe the only oiler anybody really knew mm -hmm. they didn't know chris chandler they didn't know al smith they, but al was a uh auburn guy uh kicker and so you know grew up in southeast conference and they flew him into uh to 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 kick a field goal into instead of doing the digging of the dirt with with bud adams and and uh bredesen and everybody um that yeah so i, I emceed that in 90 and he kicked would have been 90 may of 97 i think it took him two years to build it did he actually kick the he kicked a ball where wide right no, it was blocked. It was blocked. Ray Lewis came in and, uh, and upset another yeah. historic year. So I, uh, uh, yeah, I, my my name's on the wall. Um, we're up in section two forty, uh, row F, seats three and four. And been you were there, there for the music been city there miracle ninety nine since Adelphia since day one. Watching well, our, was watching Tennessee. our guest on the sideline just about every uh, every Sunday, and so it's uh, and now it's like a rundown bus station. The stadium is in it's bad like, shape. It, you know, when they signed the 30-year lease, and I said, this sucker's not going to make it. Mm -hmm. It was a you-go when they opened it. It's messy. Without air conditioning. You would go to other NFL stadiums and go, yeah, with this is, now, they built it for $295 million land and all. You can't you can't sniff a cup of coffee in the NFL for something like that. It's got to be, this new one's got to be, they talk about $2 billion, it'll be two point five without without a retractable roof. So the My point is, are you going to do the tickets? Well, the pictures are, are, now, are out now of what the new stadium yep. will look like and such, and we're getting info from the Titans of moving our tickets over. Ooh. What a difference. We're talking seventeen, twenty thousand plus dollars the PSL a ticket. So Do you for get two tickets, any credit not, for being worth, there? You were not or, where you go, oh, but I'm a founding member. Which still though, on the big scale, chides all these people that are gonna have to pay enormous sums of money to be in this stadium. So I, I to, to give you an answer, I don't really know if we're going to go. Know yet? My kids are older. You don't even uh, going to be alive. We don't know I. that. We don't, you know, we used to love taking the boys and such, but we're kind of past that. So uh sore topic. I don't know, man. It's going to be. Maybe your boys can, they're making, like they're graduating. They're going to have great careers, much better than yours. What the hell? Mine. Put $50,000. Have Joey and Justin buy them for in you. In a seat. They really loved you. It's pissing me off, John. All let's right. roll this. Yeah, let's, let's roll do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. People. Let's take a spin through Joe and John's Rolodex. Joe, it stops on the letter K, as in Stacy Kinder, as in longtime Titans cheerleading director. That's the official title. Still in Nashville. Great football uh, lineage, uh, marriage, great, incredible, talented kids she's having. She is very active in the community. She's a realtor. She's just got so much going. She's connected. But this is when I visioned starting this podcast, and my, and I didn't want to do it alone. And you said, yeah, you couldn't carry it. I'll join you. So he did that. But anyway, Stacy, welcome to the second cup of Joe. Love it. And John. 
I love it. You guys are set up here. You Don't got we? all kinds of fancy, monitors and fancy, fancy pants. It's fancy, fancy pants. We're fancy pants. We have uh, not been called fancy pants. Yet. Called a lot of things. That ain't that ain't <laughs> one of them. Pants. So uh, <laughs> we're doing this on a Saturday, which I like. This is nice. And you were just down name dropping. Uh, I was hanging out with I do. you. Really you, good at name dropping, actually. <laughs> you wear your boots around me. I'll drop them hard all day. What, uh, uh, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing great. What, um, uh, so we, you know, we're reliving some Titan stuff. And, yeah. Uh, uh, how long did you do the cheerleading thing? Um, well. As, as a director, not. Yeah, you know, I ended up as, you know, director of kind of live talent entertainment because I kind of got the whole game day gamut, um, under me. Um, not that that allowed me to earn any more money, but, um, I did. Get, you were, you were handsomely paid. <laughs> handsomely. You know, in the NFL, payroll. you better, you better have balls or carry a ball or you ain't going to make no money. That's how that works. But Whoa, I, there goes, <laughs> there goes our, there goes our PG. The over under was four minutes. And so. With me, are you yeah. kidding? <laughs> I got a text from her. And she goes, PG, I, PG 13 R to X. I mean, it's going to be quick. X. When I invite her, she goes, can I cuss on the show? I'm like, I'd be disappointed if you don't. Yep. Oh, that's, that's right. good. So, no, how long do you... I was there 15 seasons, oh which, um, you know, the NFL stands not for long. So, uh, one year run. is like six. It's like dog years. Mm-hmm. So, I actually should be dead because, you know, it's like over It's over 70 dog years. <laughs> what, um, did you, and forgive me, I should know this. We do no show prep. I'm just... just right on. Full, I'm, full, I, full disclosure. Okay, we yeah, just I, I walked in the door 30 seconds ago. Did... Uh, did, there, was a did curl, there, there was a curling iron in the bathroom that yes. I thought was a vibrator. I was Uh-oh. like, oh, can I borrow that? And hey, I was, look out. I was like, oh no, it's a curling iron. I can borrow that too. Either way, either way, I can I can look good and feel good. <laughs> this is this is salty. All right, uh, you were, uh, but I, what I, what was I even getting to? You um. Uh, were you a catch cheerleader? Do I? I was. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that how this whole thing? This I, whole thing got started. So I, I followed my um, husband to Nashville because he quit his job coaching at the University of Virginia. For those everybody in Nashville knows, I married an Olympian. Wah wah. And um, he stopped coaching track at the University of Virginia and moved to Nashville to be a rock star, country star. And um, I was like, you know, I was twenty years old. I was like, that's so cool. Of course, yeah. my parents were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what, what what have you done with your life? What child? is happening? And I was like, I'm gonna go there too. And um, so I did because I mean, I graduated with a degree, a, a double major in finance and marketing, and a French minor. And what else should you do wow. besides you wow. know go to Nashville and follow a rock star with that? Degree? Yeah, that was that was the <laughs> obvious thing to to do. So they were thrilled. My mom and dad were thrilled about that. And um, and then the cats were the first um, uh, tenant of the arena. And I was really bummed because I wanted to be a Redskinette. I grew up in Washington, D.C., huge Redskins fan. I was there with Doug Williams and Joe Theismann and the good old days and the Hogs and hail to the Redskins. I can sing the whole song, hail victory, Braves on the Braves on the board path, fight for old D.C. Um, But, you know, I followed this boy and he was a man. He and I are 11 years apart. I want to make that real clear because I'm young and not y'all's age. And um, my husband is y'all's age. (laughs) How many cups of coffee have you had, by the way? You're on your fourth cup of Joe and John. Holy smokes, he's bringing it. Nothing but fastballs today. So anyway, I did try out with the Cats and I was a Cats cheerleader. I actually opened the arena. I was uh, in the first event at the arena in the I, hot tub no i don't know <clears throat> I, that was later and that was like off that was after hours it was weird um and you're talking about the nashville cats that was our first uh, arena football yeah. team to come into town it was the with first a K. tenant of the yep. um the first tenant of the arena but the first event in the arena that opened it was the united states ice skating championships mm-hmm. 
uh, which I actually uh, gave medals away. We were a, it was on ABC, and we were a local sponsor, the yeah. local station, and all that. So yeah, the U.S. Uh, Tara Lipinski, I think, yes. and, and Michelle Kwan, and that. Yeah, that they were all there. We, so that was I our opening event. That was the first event, yeah. and I got a call. I was you know in, in show business back then for a gig, and they were like, "Hey, can you ice skate?" And when you're in show business and you want to be an entertainer, an actress, whatever. I'm not really very good at anything, but you just say yes. And so they were like, can you ice skate? I was like, yeah, can I skate? No, I can't ice skate. <laughs> of course I can't ice skate. But on the, you know, my agent calls, so I said, like, yeah, sure. I mean, I can, I'm going to learn. I'm a good athlete. And so they were like, well, there's this gig. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. They're like, you got to be dropped from the arena oh, ceiling. And I was like, sounds, sounds, sounds good. Was it pay? They're like 200 bucks. I'm like, it's, I'm, yes, <laughs> $200. Let's go. And so, yeah, the whole opening act was um, Diamond Rio sang yeah and then i came down from the ceiling like the middle of the arena i was hooked into you know what some, could go wrong some guy with four teeth and high as a kite locked me into some harness yeah and like you know i had i had um i had fireworks on my skates so I, they were like count to 10 and then push the buttons in your thumbs and your skates will get on fire and i was like fantastic and so i counted to 10 hit the buttons my skates were on fire i came down in the middle of some diamond rio song it was this, you know there were spotlights i hit the ground and they were like then just unclip yourself and skate off gracefully luckily the spotlight was only once i hit the 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 ice the spotlight went away so they couldn't see the non-graceful skating off but that was it, two hundred dollars. And you Crazy. skated off? Did you? you I did, did skate you off. Learn? Oh, you kind of knew how to do it. I mean, I got off the, the ice. Yeah. Sure. I mean, all I had to do was get off the ice, and it was dark, right? So, like, the spot was on me, right? That was oh. the production. With the spot was on me, I had the fireworks go off my skates. Da da da! Hit the ice, and then the, your eye is distracted elsewhere, away oh, from God. me and my miserable ice skating. Oh, okay. Let's go back to your husband, who is Gary. And yeah, Gary Kinder. Oh. He is. Uh, he won the Olympic trials in 1988 in the decathlon. Um, people always ask us, oh my God, do you know, do you know, um, Bruce Jenner? And I'm like, yeah, we, we know Bruce, not Caitlin. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was a big mentor of my husband's when that whole thing happened. He was distraught. I got to tell you. Sure. Um, therapy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It was, it was just because Bruce, you know, won the gold in 76. And so my husband was on the team in 88 and won the Olympic trials in 88 and was on 10 us national teams and has coached everybody in Nashville. So he was just coaching in Puerto Rico, the, uh, us national team. Uh, track and field under 20 team in Puerto Rico. Right now? Uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Earlier this When is the next month. Olympics? Next year. Oh, Paris. I don't know. Come on. So it's Paris. And Paris that's 2024. A summer or a winter? That's a summer. Summer. Mm -hmm. And that will be track and field. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What happened to the music career? Well, you know, it was 10 years. You know, um, it, it was really, it was a fun, fun ride. Uh, Jason Aldean opened for him. And I, I used to think, uh, yeah, Michael Knox Whoa. was Michael Knox produced both Jason Aldean and my and my husband. Um, we had a great run. I mean, we were signed with John Rich, who I was just with a second ago. Um, we were Name signed with John. Again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. I told y'all to wear your boots. <laughs> what you, what you, what you do. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah, it was it was a good run. We have a you know he had a couple songs that went top forty. We have a couple songs, and um, I say we like I did something. I, I I was a cheerleader. I was like, you can do it. I'm your best. <laughs> I'm your number one fan girl. I'm a groupie. Ah. Let's go. You can do it. And um, song in a movie uh, that was like straight to DVD. But it is the ending credits, so it is fun to see. Like when the credits run and it's my husband's song. And um, What movie? He's very talented. It was called, um, God, Next Door something. It's I've got it at home. It's a straight to DVD vehicle. It was a long time ago. Um, yeah. And, you know, it just went 10 years, but it was uh, it's a hard road. You know, just sure. like anything in entertainment. And um, he ultimately just, you know, went back to coaching. I got pregnant with our second child. And I was like, you're, you're never here. You know, he's on the road you know, all weekend. And after you pay to be on the road, you know, you pay your band, you pay for gas, you pay for everything. 
you come home, you got, you know, $4 and 22 cents in your pocket, yeah, you know, it and you, worked, you to do it. it worked five days. And I'm like, was that, I mean, was it worth the $4 and 22 cents? I mean, I'm not, I don't know because it was a hard five days for me. That's right. And so, uh, yeah, about uh, when I was pregnant with our second child, I was like, we got to, we got to have a talk about this. All right. We're, we're going to, we're going to talk about that. Common sense would tell you not to look to Joe and John for this, but time for life lessons from Joe and John. So you're pumping out your second kid, and um, <laughs> God, wait a nice she turn. brings she, this whole yeah. thing is like this. The, but she says it; and it's funny. You say it; pumping it's just out, creepy. Pumping at your second yeah. child. <laughs> I like creepy. <laughs> I don't know, but a little bit creepy goes a long way. Uh, so, uh, how did you parlay? So you became a, a Nashville Cats Arena League cheerleader. I did because we lived here. Because so I didn't get to live in DC in a Redskinette, and so I was like, well, I don't know what arena football is, but this is what we've got to. Oh. You know, wear very little clothes and jump up and down in front of strange men, which is a dream. And so I'll do that. <laughs> and, and and bring home four dollars and twenty two cents. And also, or we, not even. We brought home. We got twenty dollars in cash every game. Cash. Did you? So that's in the cash. Wow. Mark 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 Bloom, who was a dear friend of mine, I love him to death. But that he was our owner, and um, you know, we got the twenty dollar. Don't need twenty dollars in cash. Who's uh, on the twenty? I can't even. Is it? Uh, um, it's not a Benji. Andrew Jackson. And Jackson. Andrew Jackson. Here, here's your Jackson. Well earned. <laughs> it's not. Woman. It was not. Not all about the Benjamins, let's just say. <laughs> How did you get to be uh, with the Titans? Well, so I, I, I was at the Cats, and then I actually got moved to the front office because, um, you know, despite my my witty banter, I, I do have a pretty high IQ. And I was uh, recruited for marketing. I did have a degree in marketing and um, started working in the front office in sponsorship marketing. And then started kind of being a cheerleader and a, a director at the same time. Our first director, Nora, who was a Broadway dancer, she was on Cats. She was amazing. And she moved on, and they needed someone to kind of take over those reins. So I kind of took over the the cheerleaders. I was still really young and wanted to be a cheerleader too. So kind of one year I was cheerleader and coach, and then the next year I was just coach. And then I did um, sponsorship marketing um, in the office during the day. So I, I started working for them full time. Um, and so I got really close with Mark Bloom, who if you guys don't know Mark, he's just an amazing icon in this city. Um, real estate was at UBS forever. Um, owns the Hilton, owns Margaritaville, just sold the W, I think, for $300 million. I mean, he's, he's just iconic in, in Nashville, and he owned the Nashville Cats and was very good friends with Mr. Adams. And when um, they needed some help over at the Titans, um, you know, Mark gave me an endorsement, and that was really wonderful of him to do that. I had been judging a little bit for the Titans cheerleaders at that point. They had already started. And, um, and so in 2004, I went over there, I interviewed, and, and had the opportunity to Spend uh, 15 really fabulous years um, in the NFL with the Tennessee Titans. So in the beginning days, you were part of the transitional chaos of we're playing in Memphis. Now we're playing at Vanderbilt. We don't I even did have not, a stadium. Were yes. you a part of that era? No, because I was still with the Cats. That was still Cats. Yeah, I was with the Cats. So uh, Adelphia was our first stadium. Yep. And so that was day or season one for you when, when that opened up. Right. So my season was 2004 was my first season. Okay, got it. And I got I don't know. It wasn't LP Field yet. I might have been in no. the era where they didn't have a naming sponsor oh. when the I first co- started. That was called the Coliseum. Yeah, called the yeah. Tennessee Coliseum. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what it was right when I got there because I think the Adelphia deal had ended. Okay. And then LP hadn't started. So uh, Stacy uh, would come on my show on 105.9 yeah. The Rock. Part of your great promotion was the Titans cheerleading calendar. That's ah. what she would always come on to talk about. So um, A... Uh, as if you haven't noticed by now, uh, she's not quiet. She's not reserve, uh, in charge of these girls. It's like a damn military unit run by Stacy Kinder. You work these girls hard and you guys practiced hard 
and uh, your calendars always look great. You ran a very tight organization. That was very important to you. It was. I'm really super disciplined and um, really merit-based and just believe in, in achievement and working hard to achieve. And um, that's kind of what we call Camp Kinder, where we, where, where we live, and um, have high expectations. And I think people, if you, if you give them high expectations and you give them um, discipline and um, boundaries, they will live up to it. And um, that's how we did it. And really, honestly, my counterparts across the NFL did, had that as well. And, um, and you know, dance is, is hard. That world, you're either really great or you're awful, and you only really get one chance. Football, you go out there, you run a play. Somebody doesn't do their job. It blows up at the line of scrimmage, right? Okay, huddle up, second down, right? Maybe we lost two yards, a second and 12. But, you know, if we go out there for our one time for 60 or 70 seconds, and it's a hot mess, you're just a hot mess. And people talk about how bad that was and how terrible you looked. And there is, that's it. That's what you get. And so um, to put something together, I, I think people don't realize for 60 or 70 seconds to entertain a, ta a crowd of 70,000 to make it um, pleasing to the eye and, and have formations that, you know, just like football players have different formations. We have six or seven formations in a 70 second number and make it all work out and make it just, just look good and entertain the crowd while, you know, while the, we're at a TV break. Um, you know, it takes 10 hours or more. I mean, from finding the music to editing the music for me to choreograph it and come up with it in my brain and then teach it to the women and then have them execute it perfectly. I mean, it has to be perfect. There's just really no other option in that sort of entertainment. It is perfect or bad. And, um, and, and they knew that. And, uh, you know, and the, the ones that I chose were always on board with, we're going to be perfect or we're going to be bad. And I'm going to choose perfect. And we're going to be here till what it takes. We had one Christmas Eve, God love them. We were in the stadium and we were doing this big Christmas production and I had like presents and props. And I mean, we were, it was Christmas Eve and Santa was coming. I mean, it was like midnight and I'm like, we're not leaving. It still sucks. <laughs> you know, I don't wow. care. Santa's not, we'll see Santa tomorrow. Oh, man. I hope you used that voice. That would be. You, you took it seriously. Not every NFL team, people may not know this, um, would have to have cheerleaders. I mean, right? That not There were not 32 units, right? Oh, no, there's not. I mean, well, I mean, you know what? Cheerleaders, I, I mean, I love it. And it, it dance was is my, my, my life and my, my passion. But, um, you know, it's a nicety and not a necessity. I mean, I'm, I'm a big girl enough to understand that. Frank Wycheck, when he used to go on, on the show with him, Frank would say, for those of you guys who don't know, Frank was our tight end um, here at the Tennessee Titans for many years, went to the University of Maryland. He was at Maryland when I was at Virginia. And um, he would say, Stace, you guys should unionize. I'm going to be president of the cheerleader union. And I'm like, and that'll be our last day. Yep. Yeah. Like, that will be our last day. We don't, like, we don't need this. Like, they, yeah. they won't have us. They'll be like, and thank you very much. Here's the door. You know, and that's, I mean, I mean, I, I, I understand that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was, you know, like I said, I was a business major at the University of Virginia. I get supply and demand and, and it's wonderful to have and it's great entertainment and you've got to give people, I mean, I'm a big believer in value add for your, for your ticket, right? You've, you go to that game and there's a lot of downtime when you go to those games with the TV commercials. And so you've got to really be creative and, and give those fans something else besides just football. I mean, the football is great, but I mean, it's an expensive ticket, so they need a whole experience because they can go home and see football. And, um. We were part of that. So she would come on your radio show, and yes. and uh, <clears throat> she was very kind to ask me to uh, each year once they were uh, selected. Uh, you never had me as a judge, which is probably a good thing. Um, but but uh, uh, when I first started dating Lindley, uh, uh, that that time, hey, I've got to, I can't meet between shows. I'm, I'm going over to, to the Titans cheerleaders to to give, uh, as Stacy would say, give them the. Um, uh, scare the shit out of them talk, I think, in terms That's of right. local, you know, media 
tra- uh, training and doing interviews and and respecting the shield and all that you know you know the spiel. I, I, it was a little, a little frosty when I when I was literally was like that's part of your job. This is part of my job. But, but what I'm getting to is these women were you know we joked one year they said uh, uh, you know this is not rocket science they're they're not rocket science. No, they are. These women are their their resumes were not only were they great dancers and great at, and, and took it seriously and and bought into your culture of this is professional we're not you know we're not dating players we're not all that but these were these were impressive women thank you and one was a a rocket scientist out of Huntsville right yeah yeah she Do you know um, that Joe no yeah you don't care Jessica I Haley is her name and she got a PhD in biomolecular engineering <laughs> from Vanderbilt. And yeah, and yeah she's now on the sideline. She's, yeah, she works she's, in the oil industry in Texas now. Yeah. Sweet. Very, very smart. We had a neuroscientist also from Vanderbilt, a neuroscientist. Um, we had another engineer that uh, got her MBA from Vanderbilt. Um, and she kind of heads up a, a, a thing called Cheerleader Scientist, which is a group that um, of NFL and NBA cheerleaders with a science background and work in science, ma- math and science, that goes out into schools and tries to get young girls to understand you can you can be both, right? You can be feminine and beautiful and sexy and smart and ambitious and do math and science, right? And and there's there's a, a good number of women who are both. And I think um, sometimes, the not just young girls, but I think society at large, I call it pretty girl prejudice. Um, they don't think you can be both. And, um, and, and you can, you can be both. You can be super hot and super sexy and, you know, and say obnoxious things like I do and also have a really high IQ and, um, and, and be very educated, um, as well. I, w- I would have people that would, I'd send women on, on appearances. I'll never forget. I had a preschool teacher with my kids, preschool teachers, they'd won like a birthday party or something. And I sent, you know, the cheerleader to go do the birthday party. And she came back to the preschool and she said, Stacy, that cheerleader you sent over, do you know she has a master's in education and she is a teacher? And I said, indeed. Yeah. Indeed, I do know. <laughs> yeah. I may have. I'm, I yeah, know. I, I, I know you are surprised she wasn't a stripper, but <laughs> she, I did know that. Like, she was shocked, right? And then she was like, and she's so gorgeous. I was like, also, yes, yeah. also true. But it is, people don't talk, they like to talk about the marginalized communities and, um, you know, pretty girls, we never get to be called. And I put my, we, I'm like, we <laughs> look how beautiful I am. I, I hung out with a lot of pretty girls and, um, you're not marginalized. Right. But I mean, there is a, there is a real amount of prejudice when you look like an NFL cheerleader looks and what people think you are capable of, unfortunately. Well, uh, for the visual, you are beautiful. Stacy is an immaculate shape and you just look tremendous. You haven't aged a second since I've seen you in the past 15 years, almost. Well, uh, neither you have look, you, Joe. Uh, yeah, whiskey and cigarettes. So I, <laughs> it's a diet of champions. That's what I say. So to your point, though, you know, I think people would most, if you say cheerleaders, they go Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Yeah. You know, they kind of set the tone, though, for the TNA a little bit of they're not talking about the girls' brains. And so, you know, you've had to fight back, I guess, a little bit with getting a quality person who also looks great and can do all the routines and stuff. So uh, what is it like running a team every year trying to get, what is a girl's tenure? Are you there for one year or two years? Do you have to earn your spot all the time? How do you kind of keep that type of cycle of getting good people? That's one of your better questions ever. About cheerleaders? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah that was well played. That was good. 
Anyway. Good job. Yeah. Look at you and your thanks, me- Look at your media. Did you come to media training thanks, with John, John. Dwyer? Did thanks, you take the John, John Dwyer media training? <laughs> He's getting his gold star out for me. <laughs> Joe Elvis. That was a question. That's your, um, Uh-oh. You know, NFL players and NFL cheerleaders both average 3.5 seasons. Honestly, that's really about the average for, for both. You know, you very, um, you know, that's what you get. They tell the players like, be prepared because this is your average. And you know, that's, that's the same way it is for the, for the cheerleaders as well. It's very demanding for the, you know, for the cheerleaders, as we've discussed, it's not a lot of money and it is very demanding. It is very time consuming. Um, you know, it, it, but you have to, I require that you, you had a full-time job because you know, you, if idle time is the devil's playground, right? Idle time is the devil's playground always. And I don't, I never wanted to have women that were idle because that was a, a gateway to trouble. And so I wanted you to have a job and I wanted you to have a, a career that you were really focused on that maybe I could help you with. I mean, I can't tell you how many resumes I've written, how many references I've written, um, and that you could, I could help you use this as a stepping stone, not to be a stepping stone to be a model and an actress, which people always think, which is fine. We, we have had, you know, models and actresses come through, which is wonderful. But, you know, that... Just like I, I think Dawn Davenport mentioned when she was on your show that it's just it's very hard to get those jobs, right? And so the reality is, you know, what else are you pursuing? And how can we use the skills that you learn through being an NFL cheerleader to parlay those skills into a, a really great career down down the road? And, um, and you know, in the interview process, you just kind of know women that are in it for the right reasons because they're dancers and they love to dance and perform, which is, you know, what people un- need to understand. Like, these girls don't do it because they want to go meet football players. They've been dancers and performers their whole lives. And now it's coming to an end after college. Maybe they're lucky enough to dance in college. But, you know, if you're not good enough to be a triple threat and go to Broadway or go dance for Beyonce, you kind of, it ends. And so the NFL and the NBA are that next step for us to get to continue our passion, you know, a few more years. And usually it's... it's rapid, 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 rapid fire, fire, rapid fire, rapid. Pew, 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 rapid fire. This may be the first time we do rapid fire because we can't pay her by the minute, uh, by the word, because, I mean, Stacy is high energy, uh, quick response, very quick-witted. So fire away. What do you got, Joe? Well, wait a minute. I'm what? violating all of my media training rules because John would tell us, you know, you want to give sound bites. You want to give a sound bite. The longer you go, the more they can edit it. So you just want to give, you want to give sound bites. And I'm like, yeah, I violated all the media training. No, no. These are not uh, sound bites. That's okay. Uh, Stacy, what's, um, what, what book are you reading? You like to, to read fun books, leadership books? I do. Stupid I read. Books? I love to read. I read a lot. Um, I finished uh, Can't Hurt Me. I did it twice with David Goggins. I did it once, and then I made my oldest son, who is a Division One athlete at the University of Oregon, read it with me and book club it with me. Um, we FaceTime. Yeah, talk about it. What is? Oh, David Goggins is basically the toughest man in America. He went through Navy SEAL training twice. He went through Army Ranger training. He's actually has um, lived in in Nashville and Brentwood. He broke the twenty four hour pull up um, world record at a CrossFit gym in Brentwood. And um, my son has seen him running in Brentwood. And he just came out with his second book, actually. But Can't Hurt Me is kind of his life story. He just grew up in a tough road and pulled himself up and joined the military and ultimately became a Navy SEAL. And now, um, they, I mean, if people don't know who David Goggins is, I recommend you follow him on Instagram. He yells at me every day on Instagram, tells me what a, what a P-U-S-S-Y I am. You know, he's very, you know, he's very hard on me. He doesn't know me personally, but I feel like I'm like, okay, okay, David Goggins, I've got it. I'm going to be better today. I'm not tough enough. And so his book, Can't Hurt Me, five stars, highly recommend. I'm also reading, um, right now I'm reading Den of Thieves. 
Um, I, now in my retired life, um, I do some marketing consulting and then I also flip houses and have rentals and do real estate. And, um, I've really learned how money works. I mean, I, like I said, I was a finance marketing uh, double major, but I don't think I knew how money really worked until I really started getting to the real estate uh, game. And, um, I'm reading Den of Thieves, which is a great book about kind of the, the insider trading of the, uh, eighties. And it's uh, just fascinating what was going on on Wall Street that, you know, this was the whole, you know, why people hate the 1% because they're up there just insider trading and making all this money and we're all getting the leftover crumbs. Fascinating. What, what was that movie uh, sh- uh, on the short, short? It was, uh, it was uh, about the Big that. Short. Big Short. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. The way that was produced and explained to, it was like explaining it to dummies, which is perfect for me because I can't even, you know, balance a checkbook. But, um, and there's a whole generation doesn't even know what I just said. But, um Right, I mean, balance it. Do your kids balance it. They don't do that. Do they know how to write a letter? Oh your kids? God, yes. Do yeah. they? Okay. Well, well because sure, they, sure. they have good parents. But um, pet peeve. Give me a pet peeve. Oh, uh, uh, when you say you're going to do something and you don't, don't like it. Don't like I'm, it. Don't like it. I'm really super reliable. Um, that's really the best compliment you can give me. Like if I tell you I'm going to be somewhere, I'm going to be somewhere, and and I think we have a, a lot of that in in society right now you know, that we just, we cancel at the last minute and we just don't follow through. And, um, it's just not good. If you say you're going to do it, just, just do it or don't say you're going to do it. Right. I mean, that's fine too, but yeah. What's your favorite curling iron? Oh <laughs> shit. I didn't mean to ask that, that one. That one in John Dwyer's bathroom oh. downstairs looks pretty appealing. Apparently. What's, <laughs> what's in your CD player? What are you listening to right now? What am I listening to? I'm listening to, um, some Morgan Wallen, yeah. Um, I'm listening to um, Chris Stapleton. Um, you should probably leave is is a great tune. I love. Um, I'm listening to some Post Malone. Um, when I'm feeling really sassy, I'm going to my flip, and I gotta get I gotta get really pumped up. I um, put on Megan The Stallion radio on iHeart. It's really dirty. Um, I love it. Love some Megan The Stallion, Hot What's Girl Summer. Going into your flip. I'm, we're, I'm doing a flip house right now um, oh, with a, with another cheerleader. I didn't know that's where an actress. That yeah. was. Okay. Yeah, it's in Franklin. Flip. So I thought she was doing CrossFit. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. Sorry. I, didn't know. Yeah, I drive. I gotta get really pumped up when I drive over to my to my the house I'm renovating because yeah. it's you know it's hard work and I got a lot of contractors we have to deal with. So I listen to Megan the Stallion and and she pumps me up. And then of course I always listen. My husband's band is Last Man Standing, so it's it's in it's in the rotation. Give him a little throwback. Last Man Standing. Yeah, that was the name of the band. Yeah, when he was signed at Warner. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, we have to check that out. Uh, uh, dead or alive get dinner guests you would you'd like to uh, to have over, oh can be two or three can be one can be oh, seven. Well, I like a big party yeah well I would invite you guys for sure okay. well thank you I mean yeah. but we can all, we can go to lunch any day yeah. we which we don't which is weird you guys don't invite me to lunch all the time I mean I had lunch with you maybe a year ago we did I appreciate that John yeah, no you thank you your company made a wonderful generous donation to uh, JTG, That's uh, right. now JAG, and That's we're right. very, 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 th- very yes. thankful. Yes, well, you're so welcome. And, you know, I, Joe, I used to see you at school all the time with our kids. I did. Our, our uh, And this will be another question about your sons coming up after this segment, but uh, we did. We yeah. grew up together. We grew uh, up together. My boys, I think uh, husband Gary was coaching Jet in the Blaze. Uh, Stacy has a Brentwood Blaze jersey on right now in that era. Yeah. Uh, both boys play, but uh, our, son, our sons are relatively the same age. They are. They are. They are. Um, so my dinner guest, I think I, I would I would start with Mikhail Baryshnikov. For those who don't know, um, he is a prolific male ballet dancer, defected from Russia to Canada. Ultimately, danced was a principal dancer and then the artistic director at the American Ballet Theater. And I just think um, you know his escape from communism and then to um, become 
so well known in this country with his talent. Um, I'd love to talk with him about that. And also, well, he was also Carrie Bradshaw's uh, boyfriend, I believe, in Sex and the yes, City. Yes, yeah, he had some cameo roles. <laughs> Very good looking man. And I, I, what I love about that is he's a male ballet dancer that was masculine and sexy. And I, I think. Um, in some ways, our society has taken a giant step backward. Mo- both of my boys are athletes who danced. They're great dancers yes. and um, great hip hop dancers. And um, they did male parts and it was very masculine. And now um, there's just a lot of men who are doing feminine dancing. And I, I would, you know, Mikhail Brzezhnikov made male ballet for male dancers. And it was sexy and appealing to women. Um, because he was a sexy and appealing man. And I, I think um, that that's great. Uh, that would be, he'd be a wonderful dinner guest. Um, I think I would um, also, I would love to have uh, JFK Jr. or JFK and, um, and, and JFK and, um, and Marilyn Monroe. I'd like to have both there for the sexual tension. <laughs> that would be, yeah, there'd be some of that. That's, that's funny. I that's mean, good. I think. Um, to you. God. She's That's mini good. layered, you know. I'm, I'm, I obviously I love beauty and you know iconic uh, women, um, and I, I, I think she was never really given enough credit for really all the layers that that she had. Totally uh, you know, agree. maybe and um, and I'd be interested in what they're you know and and people love John F. Kennedy and like um, it's funny we forgive men for um, all of their affairs because the alpha male uh, you I mean I have a whole other topic on that that you know how alpha males. Are, are with women in a society that forgives it. And we did that with, with uh, President Kennedy. And he was um, it just, he was president at such an interesting time in history with the Cuban Missile Crisis and um, the Civil Rights Movement. And then combined, he was only a president for such a short time and then combined with his love of the ladies, um, I'd invite them both and just let that play itself out. <laughs> just see that's how that, quite that a ends. Story. That's a oh, great answer, Stacy. I think that's the best answer we've ever had to that question. Uh, Stacy, if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self advice, what would it be? I think I would, I would tell myself, you don't have to make decisions so quickly and think that you have to stick with them. I mean, particularly from, I, I think, a, a college and education point of view. Um, I felt like when I was 18 years old and I graduated, I was accepted to the University of Virginia. Um, I was way smarter back then, obviously. And, um, (laughs) you know, the University of Virginia has a school of commerce that's a separate um, application process called the McIntyre School of Commerce. It's really competitive and you have to apply to it. You, You start taking you know, applying to get into the McIntyre School of Commerce once you're at the University of Virginia, right? It's the third and your third and fourth year. And I thought, well, I mean, I just should do that. And I, not that I regret it necessarily, but I just did it without even a thought at 18. And, um, you know, and like I said, then I ended up following some boy to Nashville to be a rock star. And then I was a cheerleader, right? I mean, like, so I did all this really fancy, I got, you know, I was accepted into the McIntyre School of Commerce, which is really elite. And I got this, you know, I double, I double concentrate. It's called a, you get a bachelor of science in commerce and then you have to pick a concentration. And I double concentrated in marketing and finance. And, um, you know, and all my friends were, well, my, my friends, my co-students were, were, you know, interviewing with investment banks. And I went on a couple of investment bank interviews and I was like, this seems awful. Yes. yes. <laughs> this is just, what, it is. what have I done? <laughs> this is awful. And I wish I would have just investigated a little more of what I, I could have done. So I would tell my 18 year old self, you know, like investigate, learn about what careers are, what life holds for you and where it can go. It all ended up great for me. Obviously I've had the, the, the most, uh, you know, just charmed and, and dream filled life. But, um, I, I, you know, I would tell all 18 year olds, like just 
think about that a little bit more. My, my son, my oldest son is going through that now. He is a division one athlete that thought it would be a good idea to be a double major in physics and math and a minor in engineering while you're being a division one athlete. Oh and he has found God. maybe that wasn't the best choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like three full-time jobs. Three full-time jobs. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. All right. Move on. Joe and John have come to the fork in the road. You might have uh, already answered this question, but uh, maybe you have another one. Fork in the road, Stacy, is where in your life was that sliding door that you could have gone into that investment banking job? Who knows the type of person you'd have been, but you took that chance. You thought, ah, you know, I don't feel it. This isn't, this isn't my vibe. This ain't my mo. This ain't my flip. Uh, and <laughs> where, do you have a moment of that? Maybe it was coming out of college or with the Titans or two weeks ago where you said, ah, you know, I, uh, my fork in the road is I went for it and I did this. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right, Joe, that the fork in the road certainly was when I didn't take a job right out of, out of college and I just moved to Nashville and married my husband and start found out, you know, got into entertainment and started work. Didn't really use my degree at all until, you know, fortunately, you know, Mark at the cats hired me in the front office to do some sponsorship marketing, which I will be forever grateful for. And, um, you know, it, it made a whole life in, in Nashville. I mean, I've, I've been here since, you know, before the influx and I, I'm, I'm happy I made that fork in the road. And then I think another fork in the road was I was, um, between the Nashville cats and the Tennessee Titans, I was working in pharmaceuticals and I was in uh, a pharmaceutical rep and, making great money. That's a great money for people in their twenties. And, and, um, the Titans offered me the opportunity and it was, you know, half the salary, 50%, right? 50% the salary of being a drug rep. And, you know, that's the hard decision to, to make, you know, are you going to go and do this? That could be like your dream job, um, for 50% of the money. And when you decide to make 50% of the money, how are you going to support life? Right. But I chose that. I said, you know, I mean, there at that point, I think there were 28 NFL cheerleading teams. I was like, there are 20, 28 of these jobs in the country and I'm being offered one of them and we'll just figure out the money thing later. Is, is there one performance that you, um, that your one routine, was there one, what was your Super Bowl? I know that uh, some of the, the, the women are, are selected for a Pro Bowl and they yeah. get to, you know, travel for the calendar and you did some, some pretty good things and you have wonderful friendships that continue to this day with, with a lot of the, the, the women that you started with. And of course they're in their, their forties and fifties now, right? It's crazy. Um, was there with that one routine that you went, if I had to put that on a resume tape, this, we nailed this that night at that game. Oh my gosh. We had a lot of, of you, great very routines. Creative. Thank you so very much. Creative. The Thank Halloween you. one, the Halloween <laughs> game. Halloween was, and that Christmas was, good. was Christmas great. Was Halloween good. was always the best. Yeah. We were in section 240, so when you were on that whatever side, west side, uh, boom, right in front of us. So we had front row seats, what it felt like in the upper deck. Always just very creative, very good, very well planned. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. I know right where your seats are, Joe. I think I've visited you up there a couple times. In my Back seats? in the day, yeah. Yeah. I think I've come up there and seen you. Um, you know, well, Halloween, first of all, you guys should know, you know, swimsuit calendars are gone. This new new world we live in, there's no more oh, NFL swimsuit it, Those are canceled? Uh, canceled. Yeah, but you got like 18 guys on the squad now, too. I mean, it's a totally different mix. It's just a to It's very, I mean, obviously, I'm not there anymore for, for, for that reason. They just wanted something very, very different. And that's, you know, life changes, and that's and that's fine. But, yeah, that that the, sadly, the swimsuit calendar went 
went that direction as well for a multitude of reasons. And um, the, ha- the Halloween costumes also are gone. <laughs> sure. Everybody's stuff that they always come and tell me, they're like, those are my favorites. I'm like, and they're gone. Sorry. Um, you know, we did, we did Honky Tonk Badonkadonk. And um, <laughs> what? We did the, Tra- the Trace Adkins song. And it was really cute. And then we ended up doing it for Trace at a concert in Kentucky. Oh. Um, cool. And so he had us come up there. Our, we share a hairstylist. So the Titans cheerleaders hairstylist then and Trace Adkins hairstylist are one in the same. Uh, Bill Vandiver at the edge, great guy. And um, they, they, he had us, so Trace wanted us to come up to his show in Kentucky and then also do, do the same routine, essentially, that we had done on the field for Honky Tonk Donkey Donk with him. And so you know, that, that's a great, a great memory, obviously. Talk about uh, your sons. Um, Jet at the University of Oregon and youngest still in high school? Yes. Okay. Um, talk about Jet's career. He was in track and field. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm so proud of little Jetterbug. Um, born on the Fourth of July. Um, he danced with the uh, the with your cheerleaders at times yes. when he was a kid. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would tell and you that was... probably the best routine. Really, I should have said that was we did a um, we did a halftime number, um, and the both boys were in it. And then um, I did another number my very last season, I Feel Good, and Baby Cannon, I put him in it. And um, I, that would be probably the one that Cannon was in, I would probably put on my resume because he was super cute and awesome. And, um, and it was I Feel Good and, and James Brown, and it was a really well-received um, number. Um, but yeah, so Jet um, grew up as an, as an athlete and an, as a dancer. He, um, part of his scholarship is academic at the, at the University of Oregon. Um, and I swear it's because he wrote this great essay about being a dancer athlete as part of his um, you know, application to to uh to go there and um he was voted best dancer at Brentwood High School which is ironic because he's a really great athlete and he was voted best dancer and um yeah and so he was a football track athlete um state champion um he uh national champion he was on team USA the under 20s he went to the Pan Am games where he um, earned the silver medal for team USA in the decathlon he's a decathlete and was uh, most recently second um at the Pac-12 championships in the decathlon so He's doing really, really well. He's got one one year to go. Um, I think he already. Wants to, uh, yeah, he's got he'll one? be a senior. Yeah, he's a well. He is a senior. Yeah, Jets a senior. Jets yes. a senior. So this this is his swan song. Suffered with a little injuries this year, so um, hopefully those will be better, and he'll you know go on out on a really really high note. I think he'd like to go to graduate school and maybe be you know keep training and be a graduate assistant on a on a staff somewhere. So Gary and son Jet, husband Gary, son Jet, pole vaulting. How in the hell do you, A, pick that, and B, get good at it? Uh, you know, it's when they cram the pole in the ground and up over the... What's, what's uh, a high, I know, what's I know, a I know what pole vaulting you, Should I explain it better? I did sports for a while. Did you? Just a, yes. What's, a cup uh, of coffee. What's a high pole vault? Is that even the right word? Yeah, what height? You know, what height? You know. Yeah, yeah what height yeah, are you going to go yeah. over? Well, so, I mean, the world record is 20 feet. 20 feet. Right? So you plant yeah. the pole and up you go. and That's the world record, wow. right? And so in high school, so my other son, Cannon, who's a junior at Brentwood High School now, Brentwood High School is, um, I know you want evergreen content, but we are doing really well in the 2023 football season. So we'll just, <laughs> Great. So we'll see what happens with the rest of the season. But at this moment, we're doing really well. Um, and he played, my son, play, Cannon plays football. He's a QB two and safety and, um, has already scored a touchdown this season. And, um, and he, he vaults, he was a second at state this year in the pole vault with a, a, he vaults 15 feet. So, um, which is obviously really, he's just five away, five, five feet away, away. five yeah. feet. What's five feet. Oh, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. The, it's a lot. the pole is really heavy and tough and, and Cannon's also a decathlete. Um, he went to state in the decathlon, um, as well was second, 
I think he's going to kill me if I don't totally remember where he, he placed it. Mom! I know, I know. I go to so many track meets. Um, he was an All-American, my youngest son. Um, as a, At the end of his sophomore year, he qualified for nationals, um, which were at Oregon, high school nationals, and he was an All-American. So he was on the awards, which means you're top six in the nation. And so as a sophomore, Cannon was an All-American um, in track and field. And so he's, he's hopefully looking forward to getting to run in college as well. What's the best part about being a mom? Oh, I just think watching, watching them achieve, right? I mean, you work really hard to be, to be a mom. It's just, it's, it's, especially when you're a working mother. Are you helicopter or no? You, you and Gary? I am Ish? not. I mean, I, you're involved. I'm very that. involved. You know, and Gary's obviously coached them all the, all the time. And, um, but you know, I'm, I'm very honest and open. Like, you know, they, they, they leave the house and I, you know, I say, babies are expensive and herpes is forever. And now, look out, Nashville. <laughs> I'm going to sew that on Whoop. a pillow. That's beautiful. That's a Hallmark card right there. Babies are expensive yeah. and herpes is forever. They're like, we got it. Thanks. You've been, I'm like, I'm just making Good sure you know. Okay, so for the bio for the show, <laughs> do we need I, to write it down? No, or will I we don't. never forget Oh, that? well, this is yes. seared in my brain. There's about five comments that said, uh, this is not going to be hard to write the little bio you when you click that on our podcast. That will be the title of our show, yeah. Stacey. I hope that's okay. <laughs> I mean, you know what advice you're going to give your kids? That's pretty good advice. No, it's succinct. It's quick. It's yes. quick. memorable. Yep. It's uh, my true. Young, my youngest is Jet's age yep. and Joey's older, but right. my whole life, two sons has been, uh, there's three things that's going to ruin your life. It's going to be booze, sex, or drugs. Yep. And chances of that, uh, of you screwing up your life sober and hitting hard are very slim. But any of those others that creep in is when the problems, you know, I, 100%. I, I live through that and was under the radar. And and, li and, and lived to tell about it, which lucky, is lucky, pretty good. By the grace of God, pure luck. Yeah. Pure luck. So uh, it's tough, but um, congratulations. You've done a great job. Oh, thank you. Well, a couple more years to go. You know, if we get no one gets arrested and no babies and everybody's out of the house, winner. But Wait. that's the key. Are they going to be out of the house? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which leads us to. Yeah. You got to wear shades. So let's talk about the future of the Kinder Clan. Uh, Camp Kinder. Camp Kinder. I like that. Uh, you, you, you talked about being here before they, what was the word you said before the, uh, the, uh, redo reflux, something about, uh, Nashville, how it has changed. Oh, the Nashville influx. Yeah. The, the influx. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we all have, have moved here. Right? We, we all don't have original roots here. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of great things happening in this city and in, in this, uh, in this region. And then, you know, there's a lot of political divide. There's, there's never been culture wars like there are. You, both of you have have teenagers or young twenty somethings, and but you both have done really well parenting so far, so good, right? We're not going to spark, you know, spike the football. For I, we're guys. just at halftime, but <clears throat> thank well, you. yeah, no, but you guys have both done well. Um, why is your future so bright? Oh well, the future I mean, you got so much going for you. Thank you. We do. Thank you, John. Um, the future, the future is bright, right? Right. We are each in charge of our of our own future. And big shout out to to Joe's son Justin, who's like the king of Auburn, right? He's a senior there now. Yeah. Uh, he's working on law school. Yeah. Just finished a summer in uh, Washington D.C. I saw that on our on our Facebook uh, Senator joint Bill page. Haggerty. He that's earned great. that spot. He was uh, voted student leader of the year for the entire campus. Yeah, king of that's what I thought. He was king of he Auburn. Just, he but his his demeanor is very humble. He's not an aggressive guy, but he never quits. 
He right. res- uh, wrestling changed his life. He wrestled at Brentwood High, and that changed his life. And uh, he's still doing that as a as a as a not a varsity sport, it, right? He's but president it's of the club. Auburn wrestling team, and yeah. he uh, wrestles at Auburn. Wonderful. So it's uh, it's just terrific, you know. And it's a uh, little body, mind, and spirit goes a long way. He serves in the church. And so uh, all those things are, I don't know, they sound kind of cliche, yes, getting the church. But when you live it, and um, it, it, it comes through. When the pressure comes on, you're able to handle it. Congratulations. So, yeah. Well, like you, you know, they're only in their 20s. Long way to go. What is it? Babies aren't free and herpes is everywhere. Babies are. It's herpes everywhere. I don't know about that. But I know it is forever. Babies are expensive and herpes Herpes is forever. forever. Damn it. I get it right now. I want to make sure everyone knows I do not know whether or not herpes is everywhere. Oh, and she asked us if we. She goes, "Oh, well, you're going to edit this." I'm like, yeah, "We don't know. No, we don't. No, we're not, not edit. No, everything. Too. Everything we put out there." Yeah. Um, well, am I? I'm hopeful. I, I'm. You know, I'm hopeful because. Thank of, you for bringing this. Yeah, back. bring I can bring it back. I've done. I've, I've done media. I've done media before. Don't worry, I got this. Um, I because you know what? Because there are so many people out there that are that are like us that are down to earth who have been friends forever and value those those friendships and value those relationships. And, and there's a lot of us, right? And I, I, we live in a, in a culture of, of media where people have such short attention spans. And so they feed us all these little sound bites that are just not true. And I really do believe that the majority of our country knows that those little sound bites aren't true and that, that um, they are smart enough to, I, I believe in America, I believe in Americans. Um, we are a, a great and resilient people. And I think we are all smart enough to go and get um, real information um, from places like Second Cup of Joe and John, where you can get a lot of really great information. Yeah, that's huge. Um, there's just a lot I mean, of journalism. A lot of journalisming. Show. Said nobody. And, journalisming and, and 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 valuing valuing relationships. I mean, people are always worried about social media that they have just relationships with their phone, and that is that is true. That is is a concern. But I, I think there is more of of us. Then people realize because I'm out there living it in the real world and, and seeing it. And I would just encourage everybody to, you know, make sure that you, you maintain those long-term relationships. They're, they're so valuable and read and, and educate yourself and, and don't just turn on the TV for sound bites because then you will think that there is hopelessness. And that's just, that's just not the truth. And, and there's a, a wealth of information out there and, um, and value that. Well stated. I think it's terrific. Stacy. I just love you to pieces. We both do. Uh, you're beautiful. Oh. You're soft inside and out. You're hard. She's just you're she's tough. Just authentic. You're driven. Candid. You're very smart. You're the total package. And uh, it's great when a society now you kind of touched on it. You do whatever you want. Who's a woman? Who's a guy? Whatever rules. No, don't define them. But I just love your spirit and how you lead. And and uh, uh, may God bless you and keep you and make His face shine upon you. And uh, Camp Kinder over there. Uh, you're you're just a great one. Thank give you give guys. Gary our best and your and your kiddos. Um, Gary's good, good good dude. We didn't talk yeah. about him. we didn't talk yeah, about him. Wait, enough, wait listen know. listen. But one the one thing we always have to bring up about my husband and John Dwyer. I just planted the seed and she took the bait. Here we go. I don't know how many different Nashville's analogies. Nashville's most beautiful people, same class. What is the class of? What year was that? What was that? Oh, Nin- the, uh, uh, 2000, the, 2003. 2003 There's a class magazine of Nashville's that, most beautiful people. John Dwyer, Gary Kinder. There you go. We're on the we're in the same same issue. I joke that uh, it, it had been out a while and they were running out of faces to 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 uh, to put on. But it was a Nashville magazine at that time. I don't even know if it 
is it Nashville Lifestyles or yeah, what? Nashville was it? Lifestyles. It's still out there. Yeah, yeah. So, so Gary and I were in the same nice. same class. Yeah, that's good. Well, and it was that year two thousand three. Yeah, be, between us, we uh, uh, we were Olympians. <laughs> <laughs> well, you both look pretty much the same now as you did back in '03, well, baby. True, we're, we're fighting. It is. Stacy, thank you so much for being on the second cup of Joe and John. It's the second cup of Joe and John as their guests expound on any and all topics within the realm of decency. Want to be a sponsor? Let a TV and radio guy help build your business. Email the show, John at gmail.com. Now, hold on tight and grab another second cup of Joe and John.